0: hello and welcome back to the matron saint of nightmares i'm the acolyte
1: and i am the matron
0: um
1: we watch scream y'all
0: we watch scream
1: classic
0: um i I mean i just uploaded
1: the last one
0: the lodge the lodge but we did that in november <laughs> today is late february 2022
1: still counts as february i think
0: so uh, i mean it is Feb- oh okay but <laughs> i mean we've been off for a while so yeah. by the time you listen to this we had an update in that one yeah and you know things have still been kind of crazy um
1: i think maybe we'll try once a month
0: yeah yeah we we do love You're doing this off. but we yeah shit's just been a little crazy
1: yeah you know
0: uh, but yeah. We did Scream, a uh, classic.
1: Came out with a new, or is coming out with a new one this Yeah, year, I think or it's or
0: in theaters like right that. now.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: But I think that's part of our motivation is to maybe work through some of the ones before that. Um,
1: Build uh, our way up?
0: Yeah, maybe we'll do two, three, f- four in one. We'll see. Maybe we'll yeah. just do a series. Yeah. That'll uh, be
1: good. Scream is a classic. I mean, it's, it's really fun because I as a kid, watched this movie, like, several times and haven't seen it for, like, 10 years or something or 15 years or something. Yeah. So it was, like, really interesting to watch it again. Um,
0: if you do the math, it's been out for, like, 50 years now. Stop. Stop.
1: We're old. It's fine. <laughs> I, what really hit me, though, is Drew Barrymore was such a baby. Like, she was yeah. 100% a teenager. Like...
0: This is, like, pre-Friends Courtney Cox, too? Yeah, or, it... or
1: during, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, Courtney Cox. And at the time, she was, I think, married to... Um, what's his name? Who plays the cop.
0: The cop kid, dude? Yeah. That she ends up falling in love with in the show? Yeah, or, like, they were married,
1: to... I think, in at the time. Or seeing each other. Um, I'm going to Google this, but, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, Drew Barrymore is definitely a baby. Um Matthew Lillard, love him, he was a baby. Um I I kinda called it David and, Arquette. Uh, okay. Uh but yeah, and we usually say this in the beginning of shows, but there are spoilers.
1: Definite spoilers. Like
0: I said, the movie's been out for like a I, You've I think had 15 some
1: time, years. y'all. Yeah, if so, you want to stop it, go watch it right now. Yeah,
0: like we're late to the movie. Yeah. So
1: hundred percent. Um
0: I think it was my first time watching it.
1: It was really interesting especially after we've watched like some 70s 80s horrors for the right, podcast yeah. like to be able to kind of compare them because I think Wes Craven with Scream Really focused on like how to move forward, kind of horror tropes. Yeah. So they called out like a bunch of specific tropes throughout the movie, like you know, um, only virgins survive, <laughs> um, like that kind of thing. Like they yeah. kind of played up like those tropes.
0: Yeah, there was a list that one of their friends mm-hmm. does at the party: was don't have sex, mm-hmm. don't say I'll be right back,
1: don't do drugs,
0: don't do don't drink or do drugs. Um in the beginning too, the the killer also says, uh, don't ask who's there. Yeah. So they do the classics, right? They they kind of like
1: haven't you ever seen a horror movie? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the whole thing is not the whole thing, but a lot there's a lot of times where horror movies are brought up.
1: For sure. And like so many of the like original scream scenes have been like turned into TikTok sound
0: uh-huh. classics.
1: Um, so like, what's your favorite horror movie and all of that stuff. Um, I absolutely love it. So to watch it again in a movie after that has kind of happened Mm -hmm. where like, you know, God help us. Gen Z is like looking at scream like an old movie and having like different reactions to it. Right. (laughs) So it's interesting to kind of see how things have evolved from then. But I think like it was a, it was Wes Craven was really trying to like make kind of like a feminist remake ish. Yeah of a of a horror movie right like and you know something that i think this was like very quintessential like third wave feminism in the 90s like third border fourth wave feminism um if you're super into theory like that uh because i think it was trying to show like that women can make like bad decisions in movies and still have like a like a a narrative so like for like the main character in the movie she sleeps with Billy, she loses her virginity, right, which is one of those like horror movie no-nos, and it turns out that spoiler alert Billy is actually one of the killers. Mm. Um which is this really on the nose kind of narrative about like sex and danger and women and men. And like one thing I thought was really interesting in the movie was a lot of the women in the movie like uh, got some flack for not under like not knowing for sure who was dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, um, in the beginning, uh, what's the main character's name? But in the beginning, she. No, we're, <laughs> no we're gonna idea.
0: Google it. We're very <laughs> we're very
1: on point here. Um,
0: and in case this is your first episode, we are not. <laughs> we love horror movies. Uh, the matron is a, a big fan. Big fan. I I do like them. I think they're great films, but we're not necessarily interested in the dissecting so, horror movie genre or like, in like even a, from a, a cinematographic
1: yeah. way or That's a different like that. podcast.
0: We're talking more or story or
1: anything like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, we're talking more from like a psychology, maybe a mental health per, background. Mental, yeah, purely not purely, but mental health we lead with mental Voice. health and then that inevitably will talk about some side of kind of societal stuff and, and, and that. So, we're not very good with names.
1: <laughs> Sydney's her name because Google exists. Yeah. So, Sydney, I thought it was so fascinating about Sydney and her mom. So, her mom, mm. like the narrative about her mom is that Sydney's mom was raped and murdered by, like, the ghost face killer, mm-hmm. right? So, Sydney. No,
0: by, by somebody else because they have the guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Sydney thinks it's this guy. We're not sure if it's really that guy or not. But so Sydney throughout the story kind of gets this, uh, or throughout the movie gets this story from people around her saying, like, her mom actually wasn't raped. She had consensual sex. Her mom was a slut. Like, all of these kind of, like, words were thrown around about her. And so Sydney has to kind of, like, come to terms with, like, who her mom was as a person, like, what really happened to her and also kind of understand like what her relationship with sex is which i think is like
0: highlighted is often
1: highlighted yeah. often yeah so one thing i i loved it's like these i hope that these are tropey now like i think that we've moved past these but so many like virginity tropes were like used in yeah. the movie so like one thing i loved is when sydney was talking to billy Billy's just a dirtbag, man. Like, Billy just sucks from the beginning. So, Billy's constantly kind of, like, pressuring her to have sex and saying, like, you know, you should be over your mom's death. As a, um, as just, like, a sidebar, I'm I'm hoping we all know this, but there's no actual, like, time limit for grief, right? Like, if your parent dies, you're probably going to have some level of grief for the rest of your life
0: yeah, and, and, and it's up to nobody to dictate
1: <laughs> anything about that process. Yeah, and, like...
0: and, and I think the reality too, the reality too, is that I mean, I, it should not need to be said but yeah. that like when somebody like that with that importance in your life, uh, you know leaves your life, dies, like they never really, you never really get over it. Never. You find a way to move on, and that's cliches fuck but yeah you find a way to move on but nothing's you, the same you i think i feel like if you ask anybody right and yeah. you know like it, there's again another cliche but you kind of think about them every day like they, it comes up because yeah. there's it's not just uh, uh it's not just that they're gone but a void is created that can't be filled again you know especially with a parent
1: yeah
0: um and i thought that was that 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 part made me the most angry was when the yeah. boyfriend was like just he essentially was like just he almost said that he like basically get said over that, it just get over it you know my mom left and you should get over it and i was like okay well i guess easier yeah. said than done
1: and even sydney says yeah that's different you don't know that she was like tortured to death so like it's a little different for you right, right? but like even in the context of that conversation i think like with a few decades having passed since the movie came out, like, now when we watch it, we're like, oh, Billy, you little dirtbag. Yeah. Like, I think we understand a little bit more. There's also, like, so, um, there's Kubler-Ross's, like, five stages of grief, Mm -hmm. um, which we hear a lot. And, unfortunately, like, some people will, like, (laughs) use the five stages of grief as if it's, like, this, like, stepping stone, like a ladder. Right. Right. And... The reality of it is even Kubler-Ross like at the time um, when like this idea was kind of released, um, it was very clear that like you can explore, you can have all of these stages at once, you can be in one for the rest of your life. Like there's not-
0: Yeah, you can experience them in different orders. In different orders. sometimes they're presented in a certain order.
1: Absolutely, it's just like a very limited understanding of like our process of grief because grief can be so powerful and Oftentimes like grief really mimics depression. Um, People who are experiencing like acute grief can have like a lot of physical issues. Um, We talk about like heart issues, right? Because um, the connection between our how we experience life, our emotions and our body is like non-existent. Our emotions like really take a toll on how we How we feel and how our body operates because they're information that our body's processing about the world and trying to respond to, Mm -hmm. right? So when Mm -hmm. Billy's like, oh, get over it, um, I thought that that was like clearly very frustrating. But then I (laughs) thought it was really interesting when Sydney was like telling him, like right before they had sex, when Sydney was saying, like, I'm ready, she was like, I've just been really self absorbed with this like post traumatic stress. And I love that those words, not because they're accurate, because they're the opposite, they're incredibly inaccurate. but I think it, it really highlights an important conversation about trauma. Like when we are hurt, like say I got shot, right? If I got shot in my leg, I'm not gonna be able to focus on other people's injuries as much, right? Like I'm my ability to participate in other people's, Um, issues or help them address their injuries, right? Is gonna be limited. And that doesn't mean I'm a selfish person. It means I got fucking shot, right? And so like when we talk about PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, a lot of times like, especially with like people who've experienced sexual violence, um, you hear a lot of uh, undervaluing of their trauma, right? I mean, I think in general, people who've experienced trauma, but especially sexual violence. Like people say like, Oh, there's people that have it worse. It's fine. Like, I'm just, I'm just really being selfish right now. I need to stop wallowing. Wallowing is like such a great word because when we feel very powerful emotions and we're like limited by those emotions, like we feel tired or like we can't get going or we can't focus. Like it doesn't mean that we are making a self-centered decision to be lazy it's a part of the information about how our body's working. Yeah. So if we're feeling really tired, we can ask ourselves, like, maybe I've been through a lot of shit like Sydney, right? Yeah. Like, maybe she needs to be selfish right now. Yeah. So that she can fucking survive. Yeah. And And um, it was really interesting to see her balance that. And then I think at the end, like, she kind of came around to, like, I am angry and I'm going to fight for my survival, you yeah. know? But yeah. it was, like... Interesting how they use sex specifically in that conversation.
0: Right. You know?
1: Yeah. um, And interesting how, like, the women in the story constantly were trying... Were, like, accusing the wrong person or doubting or feeling, like, self... Like, was it Billy? Maybe it wasn't Billy. Maybe it was my fault. Right. Maybe I it think
0: was, that was an interesting play, Yeah. Because, yeah. like, there was this... He was arrested early on and... You know, suspected of, mm-hmm. and then he was let off, and ultimately it was him. I, not to toot my own horn, but. You like, called in the, it? In the I was like, I think Matthew Lillard is. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, because like, I mean, I, I, I love him as an actor, and I was like, that must be, he had to have been a big part in this, because yeah. it seems to have been a launching point for his career.
1: Right.
0: That, that was my logic. <laughs>
1: it was solid logic. I yeah. honestly couldn't remember. <laughs> But Matthew Lillard was great, and one thing too I wanted to talk about was um, after Drew Barrymore um, and her boyfriend were killed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Rip, there was uh, there were a lot of jokes about their death. Yeah. Um, that some of the boys made, and I like I understand that it was. Like, in hindsight, the people making those jokes were the people who are behind the killings. And so, like, yeah, you know, they were clearly... Not white. all of them, but yes. But not all of them. But I think that that, on its own, is also a way that we process vicarious trauma. Yeah. Especially kids, right? Yeah, because
0: so they're teenagers.
1: They're teenagers. Yeah. They don't know. Um, Like, I was... Uh, I was in like eighth grade or something, I can't remember, when like 9 11 happened, right? Yeah. I and mean, we were all like gathered around watching the TV and all of that. Yeah. And tons of kids were making horrible jokes to try to make sense of what was going on, yeah. um, try to like understand the limits. And some of the kids that like I really judged in the moment. I like went back and found out that they had had like personal issues in their lives. They've like lost family members. Yeah. This one kid that I started this huge fight with turned out his dad had died like a week before. He was like really just trying to fucking process yeah what death was and what was going on in this big catastrophe. Yeah. And so like I just want to highlight that and to say like Matthew Lillard and um, Billy whoever Billy actor the actor that played Billy is um, they made like a lot of those jokes. It wasn't just them, but also, like, that doesn't mean somebody's, like, a, like, a sociopath or yeah. incapable of having any empathy. Like, I think a lot of times, like, kids, especially teenagers, yeah, like, are really trying to understand, like, where the lines are. Yeah. And so they make really insensitive jokes to try to get, to try to figure out some way to comprehend what's going on.
0: Yeah. I or mean, deal with their
1: emotions around it.
0: This isn't the podcast for it. But this is February right now. Late February 2022. I'm in the mark at least a time. Like there's some, there's stuff happening in Eastern Europe and uh, without getting too deep into it though, like it's been a few, you know, this is like early days, but you know, I'm on the cesspool called Twitter and I've seen a lot of shitty takes.
1: Absolutely. Not
0: just shitty takes, but I've seen a lot of shitty jokes.
1: Absolutely. And, uh,
0: you know, and I think I I don't want to necessarily just assign malice to all of it. Right, because it is kind of cr- crazy time for us in the world, yeah. And so like, and, and it doesn't necessarily excuse it all the time, but at the same time, like, people are trying to figure things out, yeah. You know, and so like, um, and you and you could take different angles, or uh, even from your experience in the field that you were in, right? Uh, you know, and whatever it is, sometimes it gets called gallows humor. Yeah, for but sure. like we we all kind of deal with it differently. And, and, and again, I'm not one to judge and I have my own personal opinions about it, but yeah. at the same time, I think like a lot of people are still j- just trying to g- grapple with it, right? And, and it, 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 that felt like what it would do. Like, especially in high school, like I fucking the jokes that I made after like stuff happened, like, Dude. you know, especially if it wasn't directly involved, I wasn't directly involved or didn't directly involve me or my life. Yeah. But it, it, it's close to your community. You're going to say some stuff.
1: Man I was a social worker at the VA, man. Like I have you ever spent like time with nurses or gone out for happy hour with nurses? Like yeah. gallows humor up the wall, man. Like I and part of the reason why I loved working with veterans, especially like combat veterans, is like that there was like that understanding of gallows humor. and like more of an understanding of like the limits of it, right? Of like, this is like a function that we're using to try to cope with like these horrible fucking situations that we wish didn't happen. Yeah. And this is like a way that we're processing it that allows us to talk about it
0: mm-hmm. without
1: having it be like this huge, dramatic conversation.
0: Yeah, because I think I think you could look at it on the different scales, right? Like, sure, on some grander political level or whatever, societal level, like, yeah, fucking don't say okay, those kinds of you,
1: things. Absolutely. But like, be the, respectful.
0: Yeah. But on the individual level, which is, I think, kind of what we're interested in is, like, what's going... Not what's going on in people's heads, but because... Uh, but
1: But how do we work?
0: Yeah, we're trying to... Yeah, how do we're we trying live to in the world? Yeah. yeah. You know, or, like, what is our relation to all of that? And, like... And, yeah, so I think, yeah, that's definitely... That was, like, a fascinating, uh, an interesting scene, too, because you're, like, a little cringing, like, yeah. the jokes they're making, are like, nah. You're, you're like, know. no, this is awful. That ain't yeah. it, chief. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it, man. Yikes.
1: For real. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was a little bit of a hint. Like, I think, like, for one, the Matthew Lillard, the fact that he's a bigger actor now, yeah. <laughs> this was, like, in the 90s, like, and you're just, like, into it. Intuited that he was involved. Yeah. Um, but there were definitely hints along the way that, like, yeah. these two gentlemen were less than, had less than pure intentions right. <laughs> going through the, the movie.
0: I do wonder, though, because we, we talk about, because there's the three, I, I'd say, main friends, right? It's yeah. um, Sydney's boyfriend, I guess the name is Billy, and then um, the Matthew Lilly character, but then there's their friend who works at the video store, who's like the horror movie buff. Yeah. And, I think, I mean, I, I, I think in hindsight, his role was sort of to like, state the tropes. Right. And like, and like. Bring
1: attention to it. Yeah. Like,
0: to yeah. allow the movie to break through them, you know.
1: Yeah. And I
0: think you, you know, sure, you on some level, you're right. Like it, in today's standards, it maybe doesn't live up to some. Fourth wave feminist ideal, or something like that. But I think in the, we're on the fifth. The, yeah. Oh, on the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: But yeah, like it, it, but it made a lot of strides.
0: Yeah. I think. It, well, it's, and it was self aware enough. We're seeing a step know? in that. Yeah. yeah. Especially in like cinema, I guess. You for know, sure. For slasher movies, because I read the Wikipedia page and, <laughs> you know. It's super helpful,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: clearly not enough, because, so I forget in the end, what was the. Um, because I started cooking dinner towards the end. I Thank you for that. It was great forget, dinner. Um, was, <laughs> was Billy the actual killer of her mom?
1: Billy or and Matthew Lillard.
0: Killed her mom? Yeah. And who was the guy that they caught that they think is the killer?
1: I think he was not. The relation? I think he was like an innocent dude. We should watch Scream 2 to see if we get any more okay. insight because I should have looked, I looked,
0: looked the plot up because he had mentioned something about being related because he was like, my, like.
1: Because her, because her mom, mm-hmm. Sydney's mom was having an affair with his dad, which is how he, Billy said that that's why his mom left.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and I mean, I, I, similarly though, it, it, Billy was dealing with his grief in a way, right? Absolutely. Like, not the same kind of grief. But, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, that, that, I think that's interesting to, to,
1: to note, t- talk
0: about too, right? Because grief doesn't always apply to death. Yeah. You, you could grieve.
1: The end of a relationship. Yeah. Like, the what? abandonment of your parent. Yeah, Absolutely. If, uh,
0: if, if you had a parent that one day randomly left and you never heard from them again, yeah. what difference does it make if they were dead or not? Yeah. In your life, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that there's different levels of trauma. And there are, I mean, there's different ways that we can be traumatized. And I think trying to compare them is really, can be really harmful. Because we get into, and I think like a lot of people who've experienced trauma, myself included, I, especially in college, my sorority sisters will tell you, I was very into the suffering Olympics, right? Like, I was like, all right, what do you got? What's your trauma? Let's lay it on the table. Who wins? You know? Yeah. Which is ridiculous. (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me again. But it's this idea of like we're trying to find ways to validate what we've been through. Yeah. When in reality, like, we don't have to like, we don't have to quantify it, right? Like if your mom left you, that's fucking awful. Like does it excuse you becoming a serial killer? No. But like it is a trauma and it is something to grieve in your Mm -hmm. life, you know? And I think, like, when I was growing up, I, um, like, my dad died when I was 10, and I had a lot of people, like, kids, you know, obviously 10-year-olds aren't, like, we haven't lived the most life yet. And so I had, like, a lot of friends come up to me and explain, like, their own traumas, right, or their own grief about, like, my dad left, my mom left, my grandma died, I got adopted, all of these things. And at the time, as a kid, of course, you're, um concerned with your own wound right and i would get like so pissed at people coming to me and telling me about like their grief when i wanted to just focus on mine right um and i think we all kind of get into that but sometimes it's the only way we know how to relate to each other yeah and we try clumsily to like find each other in these like really hard moments we're all
0: like reaching out for help
1: Yeah, and sometimes we do it in a really shitty way, but it doesn't mean that, like, that was our intention along the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, like, my, you know, we've been through some shit in this last year. And any time recently that I've heard somebody's gone through something, my immediate reaction is to be like, oh, yeah, me too. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: I, this thing has happened. Yes does it help the situation no because my friend is more sad yeah yeah <laughs> You know,
1: because I'm not being there for my friend but
0: yeah but, yeah but also I, I don't know it, like in a way it's I think in a way what what a lot of what that's saying I think quite simply sometimes is like hey dude like I've experienced loss too where do yeah. we go right right like, like
1: I don't have the answer but I'm here with you
0: yeah in a weird and perfect way and they totally. might not even act like it yeah. in the way that you need it right because that's part of the, uh, the, I don't know. The mystery of being a human is that like,
1: yeah.
0: if you if we we're able to have a narrator say, yes, th- this person person B is trying to relate to person A, that that might be helpful.
1: Yeah. But
0: we don't get those types of <laughs> we captions. Don't have a guidebook or, or captions. Yeah, like to say, oh, this is what the situation is going,
1: mm.
0: or, or what's happening in the situation. But, and and of course, everybody's going to experience that differently, right?
1: Right.
0: Um, cause, well, cause that's just how it goes. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think in a way, like trying to relate. Totally. And connect and, of course, I I, I don't know, maybe this is for a different episode or whatever. Mm, Let's go for it. There's, you know, I, you, you, I'm a civilian in the mental health.
1: yeah yeah.
0: but you hear a lot the phrase uh trauma bonding
1: Mm -hmm. love it i think this is a good topic yeah yeah so trauma bonding is this idea like a lot of people know what it is but it's this idea of like two people with trauma like talk a lot of shit about their trauma or like share their trauma and then after they have like disclosed to each other there's like a level of intimacy or connection And so, like, for people like me who have, like, a trauma history, sometimes in my life, um, (laughs) I have trauma bonded with someone, right? Like, shared traumas and, like, felt really close to them and then realized, like, actually we don't have anything else in common. Mm. Like, we really bonded over, like, our shared, like, difficult experiences and that's great. But sometimes that can mask a deeper intimacy or, like, or make you think that it's a deeper intimacy than it is.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: And so sometimes like you might trauma bond with someone we're like, really strongly, and then like you ask them for help and they're not available for you, and you're right. like, what the fuck? Um, but really it's like the trauma bonding kind of fools us into thinking that we have a deeper intimacy with someone than we do. Got
0: it.
1: And so, like, that is, this is such like a fascinating topic. And I think in this, like, you could see that. Uh, like, an example of that would be, like, Billy and Sydney, right? Because yeah. yeah. Billy, in his, like, really shitty way, was like, you should be over your mom. When my mom left, right, like, yeah. I accepted that that was the reality, even right. though he actually had the
0: imbalance, right? Right. You...
1: Okay. And then she was like, okay, yeah, you experienced this hard thing, and I experienced this hard thing. Right. Like, maybe we can work this out together. Yeah. And it kind of masked cause the reality what's of
0: the interesting situation. interesting in the movie is you... you emotionally, when she's saying, your mom leaving is different than my mom yeah. dying, that is not necessarily correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you, you agree on mm-hmm. an emotional level because, mm-hmm. well, one, he's being a dick about it because he's trying to pressure her. Like I think he's, he's ultimately was asshole, just trying yeah. to pressure her have having sex. Yeah,
1: with. he wanted something from her and That's, he was trying to emotionally manipulate her to get it.
0: Yeah, really ultimately, I think what he right. wanted, but, um, but... In a way, she is incorrect when she says that, right? Yeah.
1: the
0: I think part of... I don't necessarily think we have, like, a goal in this podcast. But I think part of it is to to highlight, like, yeah. Like, you don't know how... Well, you know how fucked up he was about his mother (laughs) when he killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Right. And that, that, (laughs) you know... But you can't City really judge someone's on. trauma
1: right. based on like the story that you're told about it. And I think that there are, like, clearly there are differences in, like, one person's life is over. I think, like, ultimately, if we're really thinking about it, like, if someone you love dies, you know that not only do you have nothing left in this relationship, but you know that they don't have a relationship with the world. Yeah. Right? Which, so you're, like, mourning your loss of a relationship and mourning, like, that they don't have a future. Right. And then, like, when someone abandons you, like, you're mourning, you're lost, so the relationship with them, and then you also have that abandonment trauma. Right. Right? Which is different. Like, I think a lot of us who've lost loved ones also experience, like, a, a feeling of abandonment, but it's different when you know someone made a choice.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: that someone's living their life without you.
0: Right. Or the they, question mark of, or the question what, mark of what's it. going on.
1: Right. And so, like, we can talk about, like, the differences between these, like, two experiences and recognizing that there is, like, this shared grief and, like, this, the fact that, like, these situations are different, but there is, like, so much in common with the grief and the abandonment. Yeah. 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 And I think Sydney, like, her, (laughs) her experience of, like, trying to, like they kind of showed her struggling with like, should I assert myself or is this my trauma? Is this real? Is he really threatening? Or is I, or am I, I being hypervigilant? Yeah. Like all of this stuff, which I really liked because I think that highlights something that a lot of people who, who experience trauma like really struggle with, which is like after you experience a traumatic event or experience like a lot of traumatic events, every, event, <laughs> every situation that you're in after that you have this horrible knowledge that something could happen, right? You can't, after you are forcibly shown your mortality, you right. can't unknow your mortality. Right. Like that feeling, like you can't un-experience that feeling. And yeah. so like, like one thing I really liked is and I thought like, that there were some parallels between like the Me Too movement and all that stuff because um, like one of the responses to the Me Too movement or like a lot of people coming forward was like this idea of like not all men, which is very real, right? Not all men perpetrate like sexual crimes against women. And how scary is it to not know which ones? Sure. Right? Like, and I think that that was, like, kind of highlighted in the movie where, like, she's like, this horrible thing happened to my mother, and I don't know what's real and what's not anymore. Right. Like, I can't trust myself to make these decisions about my own safety. Yeah. And that makes me, like, second guess everything I want in life. Mm. Like, everything, like, do I want to have sex? Do I want to date this person? (laughs) Like, am I safe? Is this my friend? Like, all of these things, right? Right. And I think that's a really real thing that people experience because like, I know I've done it a hundred thousand times where I'll like accuse someone of like trying to hurt me and realize like, oh no, like this is like my hypervigilance and my anxiety kind of getting in the way of me having like a relationship where I was like vulnerable, right? And that is a totally normal thing. And it's this process of trying to get to understand like yourself a little bit better after the accident because in the same way like we're not the same after we lose someone we love right like after a trauma you're not going to be able to like have not experienced that trauma so it's a process of getting to know yourself better
0: yeah
1: like getting to know where your lines are you know
0: and actually i think it's an an interesting scene too it's real short but it's towards the end where she's outside the house and she's escaping she's escaped from the cop car that she's gone in Yeah, yeah yeah and then uh she manages to find um, Dewey's gun. Mm-hmm. And she's on the porch. And then the Matthew Lilly character comes up. And then uh, their friend who works at the video shop, come, like, because they're out. Yeah. And and, and they approach her because they're like, hey, uh, so the Matthew Lilly character, they they the, the two guys come up and they're accusing each other. Like, oh, they're the ones, you
1: know.
0: Yeah, blah, blah, this guy's like, the bad guy.
1: This yeah, guy's the bad guy. It's like. Chaos. Fuck a war shit.
0: Maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Like, and she, rather than being like, let's all go in the house. She's like, no, fuck this. I don't know who the... Like, I can't trust either of you. She goes in, she closes the door. And then, like, you're watching it and you're like...
1: Shuts them out. Yeah. yeah,
0: she's like, go away. You know? And, and, like, I think that is...
1: That's exactly it, yeah. Going
0: to, like, what you were talking about. Where she was like, I don't know who I can trust in this situation. I... I'm alive, so I'm gonna be in here,
1: and I'm gonna save myself. <laughs> and I got
0: the gun, so and I'm gonna be in here.
1: Video store guy is a casualty in that situation,
0: right? Like right. she
1: lets him, even though he's innocent.
0: Perfect dichotomy, too. Exactly. Right? Yes. One is the bad guy that yeah. we didn't know was right, and mm-hmm. that's revealed later. But it doesn't matter ultimately because she's still saying, "I don't, I can't trust either of mm. you." So Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to the house and I'm shutting the door. <laughs> it's
1: like one of my favorite quotes, and I forget who said it, and it's like an Instagram meme at this point. But I don't even care. Um, It's like you try to heal yourself so you don't bleed on people who didn't cut you. Yeah. And that like really freaking strikes me because I think that's very true in my own experience of like I've had times where like I bled on people that didn't cut me, you know? It wasn't their fault that I was having the reaction that I did.
0: Yeah, it's also not your fault that you had the reaction. And it's not
1: my fault. So it's like this very complicated balance of like what do I hold myself accountable for And what do I forgive myself for? And how do I understand that this is like a process that I'm going through and I'm not in control of it?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And so like my my goalposts might not be where I want them to be. Sure. Right? Yeah. And one thing I really liked about the video story too is that like, which I think like added to um, the interesting relationships, I guess. Which was like the the video store guy also wanted Sydney.
0: Mm.
1: He also was like, like attract wanted to date her, yeah. right? And so for Sydney, it was this like like he wanted her. He wanted something from her.
0: Yeah.
1: And so like did he want to hurt her? Right.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she
1: didn't know. And so yeah. so like it, it also adds this like really interesting thing that I think like a lot of women, like Or men, like a lot of people, I guess in general, like really can relate to in dating, which is like, what is this person like cool? Like, are they safe? (laughs) Like, are they like going to steal my identity? Are they going to hurt me? Are they going to like, am I meeting this person that I met on Tinder in person?
0: Are they trying to start a podcast with me? (laughs)
1: Like, let me send my location to like five of my friends, right? Like it's this, it's it kind of highlights that like relationships with people can be scary.
0: They right? did a really good job in the movie actually of of um, misdirection. Yes. Cuz like they 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 showed different things that made you question which character could be it and they made mm-hmm. somewhat compelling like misdirections of like cuz for for a second you think oh what in the beginning it like the phone, cell phone pops out of Billy's phone uh, pocket, and that's like a dead giveaway, right? You're and like Billy, you son of a that
1: bitch. That movie
0: should the movie should end
1: and credits, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: then and then and then they they do the classic like, classic classic crime show thing of like it's the it's the husband, it's the
1: husband, it's the dad. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know? And then like they accuse the police chief i think yeah, at some at point yeah at some point
1: yeah
0: and then they totally accuse a video store guy when the when the three guys True. are joking they they and then um who else yeah and so you you, you keep shit i think yeah, yeah and you, so you it gives you a variety of people to be suspicious of mhm and um and i mean i think it goes back to like kind of the perceptual thing that you're talking about is like who can i trust in this yes situation, right? And, like, I mean, obviously, they weren't necessarily thinking about it the way that we are in the movie. But they did a good job with that, I think.
1: I think so, too. Yeah. And I think, like, it also, one thing that I think is, can be really scary about horror movies, like, I love horror movies that are practical.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and so, like, these, I, these movies where there's, like, a murderer and you don't know who it is. Like, I, I really like that because it's, there's an element of it that's real. Yeah. Because I think we can all relate to being afraid of the people that we're trusting.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, like, being afraid of being vulnerable with someone. Yeah. Like, being scared of being taken advantage of, right? right. I think that's, like, part of being a social creature. And so it, it kind of, like, highlights, like, just an innate vulnerability
0: yeah.
1: in, like, humans. And, like, what if the person that we were putting our faith in is, like, out to get us? Right. You know? And I think that's also, like, you know, unfortunately, like, a a narrative that a lot of people can relate to, too. So, yeah. I'm all about Scream, man. Cool. I think it's a classic, a 90s classic. It's, like, cheesy in its own way. I kind of get it confused with, I know what you did last summer sometimes, which I'm ashamed of. But I'm getting better at that. Um, we should also do I Know What You Did Last Summer at some point. It yeah. was The quintessential movie of my childhood. So, okay, so worst deaths. What do you, who do you think had the worst death in
0: the movie? Dude, I don't think I want to be killed on, the, on in the garage door, kitty door. That
1: was thing. so bad, dude. Yeah. That was so not what you want. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the rest of them are, like, more stabby.
0: I, honestly, the principal, he had yeah. it nice and quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Like, yeah so i I think the principal probably had the easiest go of it.
1: I'm with you Grad door was not not the business
0: yeah she she though they, I the, know the we don't thing, get a choice but. the other thing that i thought thought was f- interesting in the movie, and I don't know i I kind of got the sense that they were trying to they made the the ghost face killer guy like.
1: Mm-hmm. Which all I can't stop thinking about Wu-Tang Clan. Like, yeah. that's all I got right
0: now. Yeah. Um,
1: but they made Ghostface. Sorry, continue.
0: They made him seem beatable. Because totally. he would, like, fall over and, like, they got away. He wasn't this, like, kind of, like, freak of nature, strength type of, no. like, calculated killer. Like,
1: like, I believed he was a teenage boy.
0: Right. You know I what think I mean? that's, like, maybe what it was alluding to. But I think they constantly, like, there were many, obviously... He wasn't gonna die, but bro, like you are. I
1: could have taken that little bitch, you know what I mean? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry,
0: that's inappropriate.
1: No, I that's like my first thought was, um, but he
0: didn't play football.
1: <laughs> oh, that's something else I wanted to talk about. So, Drew Barrymore in the beginning, like, and and in the beginning, I was like, when I saw him coming for Drew, I was like, bro, just turn around and punch him in the face, he looks like he's beatable, right. But Drew Barrymore and Sydney both said something that I thought was interesting, which is like I think only kind of just now getting talked about, maybe the last like 10 years. Maybe I'm old. I don't know. But um, is Drew Barrymore said, my boyfriend's coming, right? So you should be afraid. He plays football. He's really tough. And then Sydney said, my dad is going to kick your ass when he gets here, right?
0: Hmm.
1: And so like, I think something that's really common for women or like something that has maybe we haven't like talked about a lot was is the fact that like a lot of our safety we talk about in proximity to a man right so like if i'm at a bar and i get hit on i'm like oh no i'm engaged Right. right i don't say like i'm not fucking interested right right because i know like if i'm not interested there could be something after that yeah but i know that more than likely some Randall that I'm dude that I meet at the bar is going to respect another man's claim on me.
0: Sure.
1: Which is like complicated. And I don't think yeah. it always has to be like that intense, and I think like whatever. Right. But it's because it could be
0: useful in that situation. Totally, I but I works. think
1: even that that kind of like deferment, right? Like we mm-hmm. always have to defer to someone else to assert ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is like, I think was like very clear in this movie, and maybe has like changed in more common. In yeah. like more current horror movies, sure. like I'm thinking like Midsummer, right, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like yeah, completely yeah. different yeah. kind of situation for the main character strength, who's a, a woman, different yeah.
0: feminine strength. I think the movie highlights feminine strength.
1: Or yes, or even like if you think of the different like portrayals of feminine strength in horror, like yeah. Gone Girl or like Sharp Objects, where they're like Gillian Flynn kind of,
0: yeah, um,
1: or like she really focuses on like like the the antagonist being a woman, yeah, and being like like some element of evil right Right. and I think like that's really interesting because we're getting we're getting like uh more complicated kind of like ideas of how women assert their strength because I think the reality isn't that women always go to men to assert their strength I think in the reality women can a lot of times be the antagonist we could be the bad guy you know what I mean? And so, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, showing only, like, one degree of, like, women kind of, like, trying to assert themselves.
0: Right. It's um, one-dimensional. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think it's gotten more dimensional.
0: Like for, for sure. Like, in the past yeah. 20
1: years since Scream has gotten out. Yeah. Right?
0: I mean, because, like, you know, I I, I see where you're, where, where, where you're getting at. And I think, like, with some of those other movies, like, it's more showing. And maybe it's a little stereotypical where it tends to be, no, like... No, yeah,
1: you're right. Like,
0: like... Women aren't going to be the ones that are going to beat you up. Women, mm. you, you know, what's the classic, right? Like the... the, the, the Reuse
1: women's... poison or yeah, whatever yeah, the
0: it's, fuck. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's
1: their wits. <laughs> <laughs> they emotionally manipulate you to just, yeah, yeah, or the, yeah. It's,
0: it's the strength of will, you know. Yes,
1: yeah. And it, and, Which and is also kind of one-dimensional, right? Like it, this portrayal it, is one-dimensional.
0: It one can be, yeah. yeah. And I think like... And I'm not saying that like... I mean, that's where these things get complicated, right? Yeah. Because like when you go to the Olympics, yeah, okay like uh, a a a man could, will likely outlift a woman. Right. But at the same time, if you've been to the gym that I go to, <laughs> uh, I I, I'm, I constantly, mean, I'm constantly being outlifted by a, a a good amount of women.
1: Just jacked women. Yes.
0: Uh, and I'm and I'm I'm pretty regular. I've been there going there for a while, but there's plenty of women that, that He's being
1: modest, he's jacked uh,
0: that, that will outlift me or yeah. in terms yeah, of yeah, yeah. you know, and so like I do think, like... And that's where it's complicated, right? Because, like... Yeah, because there's
1: more to the story than yeah. just, like, one narrative about women.
0: Yeah, and I think my... Or men. And whatever it is. I don't know what my point is. I think part of my point is that, like, listen, ladies, you too can be strong, and it's actually not too... Well, we
1: also... Could, yeah. It's like, not
0: too like, far off for you to be able to have, like, yes. physical strength. And that's that's me yes. as a gym bro. That's, that's coming from me as a gym bro. It's like, I believe... It, this is separate from mental health. Yes, well, I, yes. I actually, I, I think it's absolutely related it's similar. To mental health, yeah. But like women can be super fucking strong.
1: Yeah. Right? And so and, like talking about women as like only using their wits or poison or like the gone girl kind of like right. trope. Right. Yeah. Is also limiting. Yeah. Like, so I think like in the same way, like, that now in twenty twenty two watching Scream, you can look at it and be like, oh, this is third wave feminism because of A, B, and C, and I went to grad school, whatever. So like, but, <laughs> but but like, I think like now it's also like a similar thing. Like you're you're really pointing out, which is like this idea that women are somehow like these shady like background figures. That's how they well, it's, and it's, that's it's how like, they gain power. That's the new is box that a trope. To. It's yes. Like, it, it, like, like we're also like, powerful and could be freaking Ghostface. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: it's like. Yeah, it's not that we've moved on from, oh, women need to rely on mm-hmm. men, defer to men to, to, really to whatever. But And then now it's like, or maybe not now, but it's like, well, women can do it, but if you can outsmart the guy like in Gone Girl or whatever. Yes. Know? But it's like,
1: well. If that's also a trope.
0: Yeah. I mean, and of course we're talking about like film and TV and they're always... Not always, but they they're typically gonna rely on that, right? Or else, like if you see a strong woman in a movie, she's like, fucking CrossFit MMA type, of lady, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like like freak strength that's like beating up on dudes. It's like okay, well, not not yeah. everybody. Well, I think. Like, it's like
1: Laura after Princess Peach. Right. You know right. what I mean.
0: Or you know uh, what's what's her name in the Mandalorian? Right, she's. Yes. Jack, right? Yeah. Like. like um... Maybe we shouldn't venture, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so I think, like, <laughs> I, I suppose, yeah, so I, I think there's, there's, you're right, and of course, at the end of the day, if we're relying on film and movies to inform us, I, I think it should be the other way around, yeah, those things should reflect where we're at, rather than direct, direct us to where we're at, um, right. but,
1: and I think we've always had more nuanced conversations than, like, our pop culture,
0: Yeah, is willing to
1: have right like as a people in general, Mm -hmm. and that's why I think like like scream as we look at it, you know, twenty whatever years later. Oh my god, Um, we can have like some some critiques based on like where we have come maybe, or what we have like, you know, just the differences in time, I guess. Yeah,
0: I did the math. It's been fifty three years since. (laughs)
1: So <laughs> it's been eight thousand years.
0: Don't don't check don't check my work on that.
1: Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I'm 21, and will always be. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been a while. So we should we should definitely look up like the de- different screen movies and maybe do them as a yeah. as a sequel to well, this one. I
0: think that's definitely maybe something we, we do want to do the new one and yeah, yeah maybe yeah. we'll try to do the other ones and one episode if we like them maybe we'll do them separate episodes you know we're gonna feel play it by out ear. thanks for sticking with us um
1: if you were someone in the movie and Scream who would you be? that's one of our things
0: <laughs> dude I'm the video store guy cause I respect. make those off color jokes and respect maybe not with horror movies but I definitely nerd out on some stuff over like whatever it is and unrequited love and that kind of shit love it
1: I think I'm Sydney's mom. Here's why. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why. Here's why. Because you're a fucking
0: slut. Because
1: I'm a fucking... No. Uh, because uh, love that nobody knew what the hell was going on with her. And there were all of these different stories. Right. So I hope that upon my untimely death, um, there will be all sorts of myths surrounding how I lived my life. I will be a mythological character. And that's my goal. So... Aspirationally, I identify with Sydney's mom. Just
0: drop dropped the barbell on her face. At
1: the <laughs> exactly. This is the kind of thing I want. I want rumors. I want people to be saying that I was a whore in my life. If no one's saying that, did you really live your life well? If there's no horrible rumors trying to malign your character, did you really live your life? You know what I mean? I just ask a question. I don't have the answer. I'm just asking the question. Yeah.
0: And with that... <laughs>
1: Sweet dreams. we we'll
0: different podcast <laughs> called, <Okay>. um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, on some level, I agree. Yeah. Like, like live your life. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't
0: know. Anyways, until next time.
1: Sweet dreams, y'all.
0: Sweet dreams.